Hi, and welcome to the evolution of mom. If you are listening to the podcast, you may have listened to my teeny tiny episode explaining about why I've changed my focus from just you to mom, because well, for one thing, that's who I am. I am a mom and I've noticed, I've been doing a lot of thinking over the last few weeks that I really notice myself sparking up, lighting up whenever I'm talking specifically around um, my relationship with my kids and the work that I have done for myself in my own beliefs and values and letting go of crap from the past in order to have a really open and safe connection for my kids to to join in with. So today I'm just going to talk a bit more about how our beliefs, um, sometimes we forget how much our beliefs show up when we're talking with our kids until something big happens. Um, So for myself, when I became a mom, way back when, um, almost 16 years ago, I didn't think much about, you know, who I thought I was or anything like that. I didn't have a firm grip on um, what I believed about myself, what I believed about the world, what my values were, um, you know, how I wanted to show up as a mom and a partner, anything like that. I just knew that I was ready to have a kid, basically. And I did make changes even then about, you know, how I was treating my body. For example, I, as soon as I knew I wanted to become a mom, I quit smoking. I did used to smoke. I can't even believe that now. But yeah, so that was a conscious effort of like, I want to make my body a safe place for my kid. But I didn't think a lot about how I wanted to make myself, my head, my, um, the way I engaged with the world, a safe place for my kid. And now that my teen is a teen, oh, well, even my younger one, my six-year-old, they, they both kind of bring things in to remind me and challenge me to think about my beliefs on a regular basis. Um, Being a feminist and having a daughter and a child who identifies as non-binary, you know, how am I showing up in that way? Um, Being in a community where I am a settler. I am someone who is living on unceded territory of the First Nation community. How am I showing up in that way? Um, All of these different things that are coming up as my kids go out in the world and start asking questions and start really thinking about how they want to be in the world. So One thing that I've noticed is that when I get reactive um, or defensive, 
that's a sign that I'm not comfortable with what my old beliefs tell me either about the world or about myself. Um, an example of that would be my, my kid dressing a certain way, maybe thinking, oh, that's provocative, or they shouldn't be showing skin that way, or um, anything like that is, is showing me what I believe about how women or um, people are expected to be in the world and clothing wise. <laughs> so my intention for my relationship with my kids is that I want my kids to feel safe coming to me. And I also want them to know that whatever they bring to me is not going to shake my foundation. It may kind of stir the pot a bit because it gets us thinking and it gets us talking about things, but it's not going to completely knock me over because I know who I am and I know, um, you know, I know my values and I know my beliefs about how I am in the world and how I want the world to be. So yeah, I'm learning as we all are to look at every experience as an opportunity to learn more about myself and how I want to show up and to be how I want to be in the world. So your child is looking to you for the same thing. Your child wants you to be the secure place. And when they're little, they, it, in some ways it's easier, right? Because they're not asking, <laughs> well, depending on your child, they're not asking the, the really deep questions. Um, so the basics of, you know, your child is hungry. And so you feed them, your child is cold. And so you clothe them, these little things, they know they can come to you. Um, but even when they're younger, you know, how do you react to their emotions when they're expressing themselves, you know, are tantrums, something that are intolerable? Or are you able to just be there for them through the big emotions so that they learn that big emotions do not make them um, intolerable, right? That they don't get sent away just because of their big emotions. Uh, kids are always experimenting and learning about themselves and learning how, how they feel good in the world. And if they come to you with these expressions and you judge that or show fear around that, it's very likely that they'll avoid coming to you the next time. Um, I see it as being like, am I an open door or am, is there that possibility that certain topics come up and the door is going to get slammed in my kid's face. And that's what I want to avoid 
um, <laughs> so that my my kid knows that they are accepted with without any judgment, without any like I'll love you um, no matter what. Like no, I just love you. It's not um, it's not like oh I'll love you even if you do that. It's like no, I just I love you. So the experience that brought this to mind for me was during 2020 when my teen came to me asking for they them pronouns and looking back I realized you know this was honestly the perfect time for this to happen because we were um we weren't in full lockdown at that point, but we were still very much like in the bubble phase. So we weren't exposed to lots of people and lots of opinions, but my kids still had to deal with um, multiple households since they live part-time with me and part-time with their dad. And we also have my grandparents or my grandparents, their grandparents living downstairs. So a few different generations to deal with, a few different um, perspectives, let's say. And I am forever, forever grateful that my kid trusted me and came to me first. So, um, yeah, it was still a, a big learning experience for me. And I will admit that maybe there were some, some things that I said that I wish I hadn't said, but there was still um, that safe place that it was me and then, you know, the upstairs household and then we talked to my parents and then we talked to their dad. And in all of that, my teen knew that I had their back and that I was um, supporting them. And um, if you, if you have a child who comes out or um, expresses curiosity or anything like that honestly there is that reaction that as a as a mom as a parent you may be fearful and not because you are against the lgbtq community but because you're worried that things are going to change for your child and you're worried that their feelings are going to get hurt or that they are going to um, have hard things happen. And right there is your first lesson that you have these perspectives that it's a big thing and it's um, people are going to judge them and they need to be scared of that. And so learning to be open to the possibilities that some of these old beliefs are not serving you um the belief that this is a scary transition is not going to serve you and also being curious about your own reactions as to what your child is 
doing or saying or asking for? Where is this defensiveness or reactiveness or resistance coming from? Is it from an experience from your past? Are there assumptions that you're making about, you know, what happens um, when these things are communicated? And yeah, just getting, getting comfortable being uncomfortable, really. So, oh, shoot, there was a thought, and then it just disappeared for a moment. Maybe it'll come back. Um, hmm. Tapping is the way that I process my thoughts. And it is a great way to get honest with yourself because first of all, you talk about the feelings. And so that could be just noticing like, oh, I'm worried, I'm fearful, I feel this way. Um, just being super honest about the thoughts that come up around the situation with your child and the feelings that are attached to those thoughts. Um, it's that venting phase will help to release the pressures that you've been kind of carrying within yourself. It helps to release the fear and to move forward past it. So this is an empowering thing for you so that you can choose again, instead of thinking because my kid is asking these things or doing these things, I'm always going to follow the path of like, I'm jumping into fear or I'm jumping into anger or I'm jumping into whatever. It's like, okay, that's an old story. Maybe I can choose again. And tapping can also remind you of how things have changed for the better since you were a kid, because the way things were, you know, just thinking of when I was 15, it wasn't that this didn't exist, but it just wasn't talked about because um, the culture back then did not encourage open communication about gender diversity or um, anything like that. So yes, things were different then, but now look at the community that there is. So this helps you to challenge those fearful thoughts and think about whether they are true and whether they're helpful. Is this more important to believe this thought than to have the connection with your child? Or are you willing to um, get curious and look again? So something that I have found really helpful with well, life, <laughs> I'll be real, um, with day-to-day -day stuff, but also with my relationships, is to set an intention. How do I want my relationship with my child to look? How do I want it to feel? And, and choosing from that place. So I want my, my 
connection to feel safe. I want there to be this open door policy that yes, you can come to me with whatever. I don't want to be your best friend, but I want to be that secure foundation for, for you, for your, my child. And I want it to be fun. I want it to be, um, happy, right? So when I think, and I choose from that place, that's when I can make different choices so that I am the safe stronghold for my child's experiences. Um, focusing on that intention of maintaining a solid connection with your child is just going to make things easier. It helps you to realize like that connection is more important than holding on to these old fears and beliefs. And so I am willing to do the work so that I keep this open channel. A big thing as well is to let go of the ego and that part of yourself that says, I have to be, I have to know everything. And if I don't know everything or I'm not perfect at this, I'm not an expert, then there's something wrong. Um, no, if we change the language to, I don't know, I don't know about this, but I'm willing to learn. I would love to learn more with you when your child is bringing in something new for you. I didn't know everything and I'm still learning. I get told all the time that I'm doing things wrong, but that's okay. Again, demonstrating the growth mindset that I don't have to be perfect, but I'm willing to learn. And what a great lesson that is for your kid too, right? Not just around emotional development, but around everything is learning how to be imperfectly um, progressive, let's say. Instead of just staying stuck in old things, I'm willing to try and learn from the experience. So showing up with respect for yourself, for your child, and honesty, will allow your child to feel safe expressing their thoughts with you. And to me, that's exactly what every mom wants, um, to just have that open communication. So I hope this all makes sense. And this is going to be the focus moving forward. So I'm, one thing I will mention is I'm going to be bringing a free event starting in June. Um, I'm picturing it middle of June, four day, four day series of learning how to use tapping in order to release some of these fears and blocks. So if that's something that you're interested in learning more about, it's going to be a free event. And I will include the link to sign up for the waitlist because I'm still percolating and putting a few things together. But yeah, it's going to be, I do believe it's going to be based on the four agreements because I love them so much. They're such a great teaching tool. And if you haven't read the book, the four agreements, mm, 
go grab it. It's, um, I always block out on his last name, Don Miguel Ruiz. And the four agreements are be impeccable with your word, which means how you speak is always going to be what you think and believe. So being aware of what is coming out of your mouth and what ears will go will hear that. Um, second agreement is don't take things personally. Mm, that's a big one for moms, right? Third one is don't make assumptions. Another great tool for moms. And finally is always do your best. So these are four pillars that we're going to be tapping on and reconnecting with how can I get all this junk that's in my head when stuff comes up in the world so that I don't dump this on my kid so that my child can show up free to express themselves and um, empathetic towards others without any judgment. So if that sounds awesome, the link is in my bio. Uh, you can find it at www.shannoncurr.ca slash waitlist for moms, all one word. All right. And thank you so much for listening. If you've made it this far, you know, you can do all the awesome stuff about sharing this with another mom who could use this kind of uh, support. <laughs> all right. I'm going to end there because I'm starting to wander off topic. All right. Have a great day and I will be back soon.